Welcome to AACS Today, the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Schools. Thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. On the podcast, we're tackling the big issues facing Christian schools right now. And with the coronavirus pandemic impacting so many of our schools, our current focus with the podcast is helping you work through the questions you're facing in these unprecedented times. My name is Matt Tiskis, Regional Director for the AACS and host of AACS Today. On today's show, we're excited to welcome Maureen Vandenberg, who joins me to share some tips for parents who now find themselves helping their children work through the teacher-directed online learning. It's not homeschooling, but it certainly isn't the same as dropping them off at school each day. And I'm sure if you're a parent listening to this, you can agree with that. Maureen is a policy analyst for the AACS, working in our legislative office with Jameson and Hannah. With today's episode, school leaders, you may want to forward this link directly to parents so they can listen, or maybe you just want to share the ideas with your parents, so take some notes. Either way, buckle up because we are going to move quickly. And school leaders, Uh, Be sure to listen in because we're going to talk about some things from a parent's perspective, which might be very easy for us to overlook as school leaders and as teachers because we have so many things for our kids to get done on a day-to-day basis. But first, Maureen, welcome to the show. And second, uh, give us a little context about your situation so our listeners kind of know uh, a little bit about who you are and what's going on in your household right now. Thanks, Matt, for having me on. It's good to talk to you about this today. This is an important uh, topic since most parents in the country have been thrust into this situation of now educating at home. Um, Distance learning is not homeschooling. Um, That's one, I think, blessing is that our schools are willing to work with us and and direct the teaching. Mm. Uh, But it does add a little bit to um, our day-to-day. My personal situation, I have two children, ages five and seven, so that translates into kindergarten and first grade. Uh, But I also work, as you noticed. Um, So now I'm working at home, and my husband is also now at home with us uh, because of the virus. And uh, my children are doing their schoolwork at home and then being at home all the time. Um, So we're balancing work and school, and it is a bit of adjustment, to say the least. Um, Because of the ages of my girls, they need a little more hands-on help with their school. So that translates into a lot of interruptions to work. Um, So, you know, in some ways of my background, I'm a former teacher, it helps me switch hats from teacher to working throughout the day, back and forth quite a bit. But for a lot of parents, especially those who are not teachers, the task can be quite overwhelming um, to try to get everything done, especially when there are multiple children involved in multiple grades with multiple assignments. So it's, it's quite an adjustment and, and it does present some challenges. You are correct. There are some challenges and that's exactly what we want to discuss. You know, I've seen some funny things recently online and I'm sure you have as well, Maureen, and perhaps our listeners have. Uh, I just got an email in my inbox this morning and the subject line said, toddlers make terrible coworkers. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good. And I know you don't have toddlers, but you do have some young, uh, some young students. Another one I saw that I thought was pretty good online is that um, prayer and spanking are now back in school. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny too. Uh, but, but one uh, video, and I know Marina, I shared this with you, and perhaps our listeners have seen it as well. Uh, there's a video of an Israeli mom and I'll include the link in the show notes for our listeners so they can watch it. 
uh, and perhaps some of our parents can identify. Let me, let me give some of the context real quick, Maureen, before we dive into uh, some of the points that we have. But uh, she has four kids, and she's sitting in her car recording this on her cell phone, of course. And uh, she just really lets the school have it. Uh, the school sending too many messages. We have, I have four kids, or only two devices at home. And what's an improper fraction? If it's improper, why does my son need to know it? And, uh, but she finishes with a couple of points that I think are good. She says, we, we need to, schools, let's, let's let off the gas a little bit. And then she finished with this line, if Corona doesn't kill us, online learning will. Ouch. Um, that is a frustrated parent. And Maureen, while, while I found it humorous, I think there's some really good insight for school leaders here. But, it, but if we could just sit down with this mom and share some tips with her and with all parents who are now juggling this new reality, at least for the immediate short term, uh, what would we tell this mom? Well, we came up with seven things. So Maureen, let's, let's dive into these and uh, see if we can be a help to some parents and to some school leaders from a parent's perspective. So give us number one. Sure. And you know, her, the, the video you referenced, I have some friends who actually kind of mirror her frustration. So mm. like you said, that she's not alone in, uh, in her, her frustrations that she expressed. But I think the first point, and this might be the most important, is just the principle of grace. We need to be ready to extend this to each other to ourselves, to our children, you know, everyone, everyone is adjusting to a new normal for the time being. Mm. Uh, we pray that it's temporary, but the teachers have been thrust into learning a new method of teaching immediately. They didn't have a few weeks in the summer to figure this out and to try out one class during a school year. They have to do all of it right away. But the parents, my goodness, the parents, we are adjusting a huge amount. It's it's not summer because but our because our kids have school, and yet we're supposed to keep them on task, try to explain to them things, try to help them answer their questions, and then balance our own responsibilities and work. and And we just need a lot of grace to each other, and even to our 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 children. You know, this is new for them. This is unfamiliar. This kind of learning might not accommodate some of their learning styles. They might be facing disappointment. You know, my, my daughter is first grade and, and she was bemoaning the fact this morning that she only got to play in the brand new playground at school for two days <laughs> before, oh. you know, and I know that's small potatoes in the grand scheme of life, but to her, that was disappointment. You know, people are missing mm. parties, graduations, their friends. We got to give our kids some grace too. Um, you know, I, and I think it's an important to note and for us to remember that our children are learning a lot right now. They might not be learning as much academically as they would if they were back in the classroom. Um, you know, just giving ourselves and each other a lot of grace, um, I think, helps ease the tension and the stress as we learn together how to make this work. Oh, that's, that, that's such a good point. You know, this weekend, my youngest son had a birthday and you know you're talking about some things that are small potatoes but these things are important he had a birthday and we had you know a virtual birthday party so we had a zoom uh, birthday party uh, we went and, and ordered some cupcakes at a local bakery and the folks could go to the bakery and pick them up but just just what a change i mean something as simple as bringing cupcakes to a birthday is now turned uh, turned on its head and we're talking about virtual birthday parties and just so many things have changed so so grace is so important to share uh, with our with our parents, because this is such a big change. But again, I like what you said because we're extending it to our parents, but parents to the teachers, 
and then also to the students because things have changed. But I think your second point is great as well, Maureen, and that has to do with the schedule. So talk to us a little bit about the schedule. Yes. Uh, Children thrive when they have a little bit of structure in their lives. And it it doesn't, this is going to look different for every family, but I think it's important uh, during these times when we have kind of a new, different way of doing school that there is some kind of schedule that you, that you make it work for your family. So have a schedule, but keep it flexible. You know, this is going to look different for different families. Uh, For example, if both parents are working, there might need to be more of a set schedule. I I saw a blog post by a mom and she is, uh, she works full-time at an organization. Her husband works full-time and they're both at home. And they have three children, ages kindergarten up through, I think it was elementary and middle school. So they have a specific time every morning that they all start their work and their school. Then they have a specific time where they all break for and go for a family walk. And then they have a specific time where they all start back up. But for other families, having that kind of a specific schedule might not be the best. Maybe it can be more of a you know, let's establish a routine. Whenever we all get up, then we're going to have breakfast, then we start school, you know. Um, But we, the important thing is that there is a a general schedule, routine, rhythm, something you keep to each day uh, to ensure that you stay on task. Um, And you do want to, at the same time, keep it a little bit flexible. You know, we're not robots. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there might be times when we all, we just need to take a break because we're more tired one day. And I, I will add here, breaks, breaks are very, very important. Yes, <laughs> we they all are. need breaks. Kids need breaks. And I, I forgot this one day. Uh, we were into it and suddenly, and about an hour and a half later, they were just in tears. And I realized we'd been trying to get through everything. And we took them outside for 20 minutes and they were like new people when they came inside. So It's recess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who does that during the day? They have breaks for the kids. So we need to allow breaks for our kids and for ourselves, you know, and then come back, come back to it. So, but, but I think a schedule, a routine, a rhythm, whatever you have is for your family that works best, but keep it consistent as you can. And at the same time, give yourself some flexibility. Yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Maureen, do you, do you write out this schedule for your family or is it just something that's kind of uh, in, in your mind? Well, the first couple days, actually, I did. I wrote it out. I didn't put specific times to it. Um, well, I did one day with a clock because I was trying to help my girls learn the time. But mm. um, once we, after a few days, we got into that, you know, whenever we get up and then we have breakfast, we have our family devotions, and then we, you know, we do our morning, call them morning chores, morning routine, and then we get into school. So I don't necessarily write it out anymore now because we're into it. Um, I know, I know some families that do write it out. I know so, some families that don't. Uh, one mom uh, that I know that has multiple children in multiple grades, uh, she said if she had to write out an hour by hour schedule, it would stress her out. And, um, you know, and I get that because she's trying to, you know, she's bouncing from child to child and mm. um, it's, so it's just easier to get them established. But she also told me that they do have, they call it the, I think the morning five, they have five things they have to do every morning before they start school, including mm. breakfast, get dressed, you know, so that's good. Some kind of routine. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So number one, grace, number two, schedule. And number three is communication. So talk to us about communication. Yes, communication is so important. And I'm specifically thinking here, communication between the parents and the teachers, teachers and the parents. Um, You know, teachers are in such a unique position right now because 
they cannot see their classes on a regular basis to assess whether or not there's understanding going on. Uh, do the kids need a different way of explaining, you know, a concept? And so it's very helpful for teachers to hear from the parents, this is working, this is not working. Um, it's also helpful though for teachers to hear from the parents, you know, about the workload. Um, you know, some teachers might not be sending enough work for the kids and they might be done and have nothing to do the rest of the day. Right. Um, but more, more often than not, I've heard of teachers maybe um, having too high of expectation of how much will actually get done at home. And the, the students are working hours and hours into the evening and, and they need to hear that from the parents that, hey, this is a little too much. Um, so I, I think it's important that parents communicate as often as they need to with the teachers and that teachers also communicate with the parents. Here's, you know, what's expected. I've already done this a couple times with the teachers for my girls, you know, hey, there's this paper and we're really having a hard time with it. What do we do? And every time I've done that, each teacher has responded with some very helpful hints, um, you know, and I don't think any concept is too small to talk to a teacher about. I mean, I asked a teacher about handwriting and speed mm. drills. So, you know, it's very helpful to get the feedback from the teachers. It's, it's good for the teachers to hear from the parents, good for the parents to hear from the teachers. But I'd also add here again, just our first principle of grace, um, remembering that we're all working through this. And um, so if a workload is too much, let the teacher know, but not in an accusatory way, but hey, you know, this is really hard. And, and likewise, teachers to the parents, if they're not getting papers back, you know, the teachers can communicate with the parents. Um, hey, I know, you know, there's a lot going on. Could you remember? I appreciate that because I was late getting some papers back to the kindergarten teacher and she was very gracious and saying, we're all adjusting. It's no problem. And so communication is key though. You got to keep that going to avoid frustration. Yeah, it is. Otherwise you're going to end up in a car somewhere recording a video uh, right. in a very, in a very um, upset voice talking to the world about how, you, how you're feeling. Yeah. And, and we, we want to, we want to try and avoid that as much as possible. Um, so that's good. Communication always so key in any relationship, but even more so now. And again, parents, we know you're juggling most, many of you working from home. Um, but the more you communicate, the more that establishes, you know, what the expectations are. Cause again, teachers are getting adjusted to what is an appropriate amount of work, uh, all things considered. And so uh, they do want to hear from you. So uh, that that's a, so important, so important. Number four that we want to share are just uh, some resources. And we do uh, on our uh, web uh, on our website aacs.org have a have a COVID nineteen resources page. It's it's more designed for schools, but we have a number of uh, things on there that are free or discounted. So, Maureen, tell us uh, a little bit about some resources, some of the ones you're using. And um, just enlighten us a little bit about resources. Sure. Um, there are a lot of online resources right now, which I think are really helpful for parents during this time. Um, and AACS has uh, been great to establish a specific resource page. Like Matt said, on our COVID-19 resources page on our website, there's a link to a document for resources for at-home learning with resources that parents can go to online. And the thing that I think is nice about this document that AACS has created is that it gives a brief overview what age level it's good for and what grades or subject matters it deals with. So if a child needs more math help, more English help, 
um, you know, or, you know, is interested in something dealing with history, you can go to this website and find some good resources that could help you. Uh, for me personally, with my girls, I, I clicked on, you know, and this is, I'm not getting paid for commercial here, but I clicked on <laughs> abcmouse.com and it's been, you can, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this, but I'd seen advertisements. And when I realized we're going to be home for a while, <laughs> I thought, well, you know, let's find some educational games and I can, I've created a profile for each girl and that's kind of their reward when they finish their schoolwork is they get to spend some time on that. But there's other um, websites. Um, our computer teachers have sent us some information. Our, our girls, school teachers have sent us here some websites to check out. And I've included actually all of those on the resources page on the AACS website. There's virtual tours of museums that you, that people are loading up online um, Bob Jones University is putting resources out for their plays for high school English, English classes. Um, and there's other things. I've even seen some teachers who have created um, virtual field trips for their students mm. uh, where they might uh, ask their kids to do a project for mom, wash the dishes, look for objects outside and make a video about it. You know, something where they get the kids moving and looking for things using the home that they're in. Um, and so there's a lot of creative ways we can adjust to this, um, but the resources page is a, a great place to start for parents who are looking for maybe something extra that can help them explain a concept or provide a new experience for their kids. Absolutely. And we will put a link in the show notes to that resource page. So if you're listening to this, you should just be able to scroll down and click that link and that will pop up. And we are adding to that uh, with some of the things Marina's mentioned but we're trying to keep that updated as we come across good resource, resources. And of course, you know, there are so many things out there. Um, it's, it's just an unlimited amount of resources. But what I've appreciated about this time is many businesses have just said, hey, for the next two months or the next 45 days, this is free or this is discounted. And so, you know, don't be overwhelmed by everything that's out there. Just pick one or two things, start with that, use it. And if it meets the need, great. And if not, there's other things available for you. So those are some great suggestions for you on resources, which is number four. So we've got grace, number one, schedule, but keep it flexible, number two, communication, number three, resources, number four, and number five, Maureen, talk to us about keeping kids connected socially. Yes. So this is a fun one because it's a bit of a challenge. <laughs> mm. um, you know, they're at home. We are not having play dates. We're not meeting together at the park. Uh, you know, so how can we keep them connected? Um, and this was something actually my husband brought up to me a couple weeks ago. He said, we need to have our girls FaceTime or Skype with some of their friends. And um, I had, you know, to my shame, I just had not thought about that at the moment because they had each other to play with. But when we did um, Skype with one of one of their friends, boy, their face just lit up and they weren't long conversations, but you could just see the spring in their step afterwards. And so I think it's, it was a good reminder to me that our children need opportunities to connect with their own friends. Um, so, you know, look for creative ways, uh, face, you know, FaceTiming, Skyping, Zooming, probably a lot of parents are already doing this. The Marco Polo app, Matt, I think you mentioned your son was doing that. Um, you know, but you can also, as they, con as they connect, think of ways, help your children think of ways to encourage their friends. There's other things. We can send a letter. We could send a video to someone who's sick. Um, but, but helping them find ways to connect with their friends 
um, you know, some of them are doing this even through their Google Classroom, I think, when they're at school. And some teachers are helping them by having Zoom connections, and that's, that's also helpful. But social connections are very important during this time. Even though we might be connected socially together as a family, it's good to look outside of that sometimes and help them develop, keep those friendships strong. Isn't it interesting the words that we just put ing on the end now? Zooming, yes. skyping, <laughs> facetiming, Marco Poloing. Yes. Uh, just interesting. All the as I was sitting here listening to you uh, share these these words that we just add ing that are just we all understand what it means now. And uh, I think ten years ago we would probably not. But yeah, you mentioned Marco Polo, which is uh, an opportunity for someone to leave. It's basically a video voice message back and forth and it alerts you when you get a new one. It's just kind of a fun way if you can't communicate live uh, with someone. But those those are all, you know, so, so, so important for social connection during these times. Yes, we're at home together and I'm sure we're all interacting together a lot more but our, but our kids need to communicate with their friends. So that's good. Let's go to number six, though. And we didn't really put these in, in a particular order per se, although we do feel like extending grace at number one is probably um, one of the most important things. But uh, we, we discussed this idea of uh, the spiritual and, and the fact that, you know, uh, we're still connected to church and family worship time and devotions and praying together. But let's talk about some of the spiritual aspect of this, Marine. Yes, focus and maybe make more of a priority, time, worshiping as a family, having devotions together. Um, and I think one, uh, there are obviously many benefits of this, but one thing is that we have a great opportunity to communicate peace and calm to our children. And that starts with mm -hmm. our peace from God and our trust in him. I had a friend uh, recently ask me, how are you talking to your girls about this? Are you telling them, you know, and I, my answer was, well, I'm, I'm telling them the truth. You know, they, they knew what coronavirus was before I told them they'd heard about it when they were back in school. But I tell them, you know, it is a, it is a sickness. It's very contagious. It's serious. Uh, but that's why we're staying home so we cannot spread germs and we don't get it. But we're also trusting God. God is our protector. He takes care of us. He's strong and we can depend on that. And then we just, we have a good time. We go have a good time. Um, and so that I think helps them not be nervous or not be afraid of, of that, you know, what's out there right now. Um, there's other things. There's special concerts that people, people are putting online for children that you can watch. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of churches are starting to do things for their children's church. I know my church is having a special children's church devotional and a children's church contest throughout the week. And, and so those are great things to keep them connected and help them remember that staying home and practicing our distancing does not mean we are distant from church or from the Lord. Um, in fact, we have a time actually to become closer to the Lord. I've heard of parents with older children who are using this time, not just for family devotions, but really encouraging their children to develop their own personal devotions with the Lord and their own personal time. You know, we have unprecedented freedom right now to talk with our kids, to help them handle emotions and behavior. And in many ways, this is a gift you know, when something comes up with our kids, we don't have to worry. We don't have time to deal with this. We can take the time to deal with this because we're not going anywhere, <laughs> you know, and we can sit down and, and just really hash through what is going on with you. And I've seen this from several different sectors, people saying, boy, I'm having a great chance to really talk through some things with my child. One of my friends, you know, posted that because of our extra time at home, we got to really focus on things and my daughter got saved. Mm. And that is, that's a real blessing that can come out of this 
time, you know, and the more that we look to the Lord in this time, the greater peace we have. And I think we'll look back on this time as, wow, look what God did in our lives. And if I could just add one quick thing on this, you know, we're coming up on Easter this week. And, you know, Easter is always a big time where we go to church and we celebrate the Lord's family gatherings. And probably this year, most, if not all churches will not be gathering, you know, they'll be gathering online, you know, or maybe in a parking lot. I've seen that might happen at drive-in services, Mm -hmm. but it's disappointing to not be able to be together. But at the same time, I, I was thinking this weekend, the Lord kind of put it on my heart. What a gift we have in the midst of what is supposed to be right now, probably the hardest two weeks from what we've heard on the news, God in his providence put Easter had allowed all this to happen right around Easter. So we are focusing on the whole reason for our faith, the hope that Christ gave through his resurrection. We can, as we talk to our kids, it's not so much the disappointment that we can't go to church or we can't do this with our family or we can't celebrate. We still can celebrate Christ's hope. And that's the reason that we can have peace in times like this and hope and strength. And, and, you know, beyond that, we have a great opportunity to invite their friends and our neighbors. Hey, join us for our Easter online service. They might come to that where they wouldn't physically go. So it's a great opportunity to share the gospel and the good news and the peace that God gives. Oh, that's such great perspective. And, and thanks for sharing the part about how, you know, we're celebrating the resurrection in the midst of this difficult two weeks. And, and what an opportunity, as you just articulated so well, to... Uh, be a gospel witness in the midst of, of of a very difficult season in our country. We we do have hope in Christ, and uh, we do have hope of the resurrection, and that is incredible news. And so, um, wow, what a, what a great perspective that is. You know, I want to back up to something you were talking about, though, dealing with things, issues maybe that our kids are dealing with. You know, I was talking to my wife um, a couple of nights ago, just sharing how I, I am having heart issues brought to my mind as well in my own life. You know, I, when I get frustrated at home, well, why am I getting frustrated? Many times, you know what it is? It's because something that I was doing was interrupted. And many times my focus is just on me and what I want. And when I get frustrated, it's because my schedule has been interrupted instead of maybe dealing with something else that, that needs to be dealt with at that time. So, you know, I think the Lord can use this time to reveal these things in our own lives as well. That's great perspective, Maureen. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, let's go then to our final point, which is get outdoors. So talk about that, getting outdoors, Maureen. Why is that important for us? Yes, this is such a, I think this is a vital point. Um, there is fresh air and sunshine and, you know, this, these stay at home orders do not mean that we cannot get out and get some exercise. In fact, I've seen several states, I've read some of them, and they say, you can exercise, you can take a walk. And I think they're trying to help people see, listen, you don't have to just hunker down and stay at home all the time. Take a bike ride, take a family walk, plant a garden, uh, take a hike, you know, find a path. We, we enjoy putting the girls' bikes in our car or even just riding the bikes and finding a big empty parking lot where there's no people and letting them, they're just learning how to ride bikes and letting them ride around. You know, um, some friends of ours found a, a park where they could take a hike and there were no people. So get outside, get some fresh air, a change of scenery does a world of good. 
uh, even if it's a, for a short period of time, it's just, you will, you'll find, you'll be very refreshed when that happens. And um, so that's my, that's my final plug for the, let's make this work and be successful. Get outdoors. Yeah. Vitamin D from yes. that sunlight is, oh, oh, so good for our, uh, for yeah. our, for our health, for our mental health and our physical health as well. So let's, uh, let me run through these real quick. The seven things that we suggested today, uh, grace. Be ready to extend this to each other because everyone is stressed out right now. Schedule, but let's remember to keep it flexible. Communication, <laughs> an important part of every relationship, but especially in these moments. Be willing to communicate. Our, our, our teachers who are working with our students, they can't see what's happening. So we've got to be willing as parents to communicate back to them what we're experiencing Use some of these free resources, number four, or discounted resources that are available, and we'll put a link in the show notes to our page. Number five, keep connected socially, whether we're Zooming, Skyping, FaceTiming, or Marco Poloing, or Google Classrooming. Um, let's be sure to keep our kids connected because they need that social connection. Number six, don't miss out on the spiritual opportunities that are before us to pray together, read scripture, family hymn sing. The ideas are endless, but let's not miss an opportunity to deal with hard issues in our own lives and in the lives of our children uh, in, these, in these days. And then lastly, we said, get outdoors. We need that vitamin D. We need some fresh air. And that is so good. Uh, Maureen, thank you for sharing these things with us. I believe that they will be uh, incredibly helpful uh, for our parents and our school leaders. So I just want to tell you thanks, and I appreciate your perspective on these things. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And don't forget, folks, uh, subscribe to our uh, Apple podcast, uh, Google podcast. We're also on Stitcher. Uh, we're on Spotify. We'll be coming up in, uh, on Pandora and iHeartRadio soon. We're also on TuneIn. But if you could subscribe to one of these and leave us a review, that would certainly be helpful to us. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS today. It was our pleasure to have Maureen Vandenberg on the show with us, and we look forward to getting with you and talking with you again soon on AACS today.